This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Urkel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. Hey there, I'm Chris Nerlon. We have an exciting podcast ahead. But first, I want to talk about something we all know way too much about, moving. Just the thought of that can bring an unsettling emotion. Well, I found a team that can take that load off your plate. It's D1 Relocation. This group can do it all. They can organize your move, coordinate with a moving company, and a trusted real estate agent. They can actually vet key household partners, such as schools, insurance agents, physicians in the area. They can even help set up your Wi-Fi and water. It's incredible. So I've come to know this team, which is actually founded by a coach's wife. I think you should check it out. Whether you're looking to move now or in the future, it's d1relocation.com. Now on to our awesome podcast. Well, it's my honor to bring Taylor Ann Thurwanger on the podcast. Taylor Ann is the wife of Taylor Thurwanger, offensive coordinator at Tempson High School. Thank you for being part of us today. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. It's so good to see you again. That's right. Taylor Ann was actually a cheerleader at East Texas Baptist University and was actually a babysitter of my two girls at the time. So it's so good to connect with you. And now you are established in your coach's wife career, year six right now. Let's talk about, he's had quite a career already. It's pretty impressive. So he won uh, the ASC Conference Championship uh, as a quarterback for my husband. Uh, He's now the offensive coordinator at Timpson High School. Just finished a state title in the state (laughs) of Texas. Uh, Pretty impressive. 56 and three as an offensive quarter. I'm sorry, 56 and three as an offensive coordinator, four times semifinal appearances. You're the offense there, averaging 56 points per game over those years. Incredible stuff. So when you hear all of that, all the stats, what do you think makes your husband special? I think he's such a dynamic coach. I knew from the moment that I met him that he brought something to the table that I had never seen before. hes I like to call him a silent leader. He leads by example. I think his actions speak louder than words. He's not going to be one of those coaches that's rah-rah all the time, every play um, in practice or on the field. But when he says something, it has weight and value. And I think the young men that he coached really listen to that and hone in on that. So to watch him grow over the last six years, I'm so proud. I, I really am. He's worked so hard and he just turned 30. And so to have kind of these accomplishments under his belt, um, it's, it's been a real blessing. A steady in the storm. I love that, right? <laughs> okay, so did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? I mean, you had a front row view <laughs> in our home. Did you forge along thinking, hey, this could be So when I babysat for y'all, I first, I was like, oh my gosh, like Kristen has such grace and patience. Like she is like the definition of what a coach's wife should be. And I knew because I was dating Taylor at the time, I knew that lifestyle was probably going to be in my future. I did not grow up around Texas football. I'm not even from Texas. So when we moved here and I started kind of getting into it when I was in high school and then when I met Taylor, 
I mean, I thought, wow, you know, I really prayed and I thought this is a life that I could really embrace. And I feel like I can make an impact as well um, in this role. So I've loved every second of it. Never thought that I would be a coach's wife, but now that I am, I'm so grateful. I love it. Definitely. Okay. So I actually don't know the story. I just knew that you were dating. So I have to know, how did the two Taylors meet? Because when you were in college, you went by Taylor and yeah. then you were dating Taylor. Yeah. So we actually have two different stories of how we met. We argue all the time because he claims, remember when like the ETU football team had to go to study hall, coach Ergel had him going to study hall. Well, cheerleaders had to go to study hall too. Taylor claims that I was interested in another player at the time. And I like brought him lunch um, into the study hall and that we were introduced that way. I have no memory of this I, to this day. I'm like, Taylor, I did not meet you in the library. He was like, Yes, you did. So that's his story. My version is I saw him play after we played McMurray. And I told my roommates, I said, who is that tall drink of water? I want to know him. So I ended up messaging him and saying, hey, do you want to come hang out um, with me and my, my roommates? We're going to watch a movie. And um, he said, yes, I'd never talked to him. I'll never forget. I was getting ready. And I'm not a nervous person. My personality, I, I mean, I love people and I'm, I'm never really nervous. And I told my roommate, Shelby, I mean, I was so nervous and I didn't know why. I was like, why am I so nervous? Like, this is so weird. Well, come to find out, I was about to meet my future husband. So I think that was. <laughs> so either way, we met at ETBU. So grateful for uh, that school because they um, are the reason we're together. Wow. It was a special place, a special time. Okay. Fast forward. You're married. You have two beautiful daughters. Tell us all about them. Oh my goodness. So we have twin girls. They are two years old. Um, Tegan, Kate and Tenley Cole. They are the best thing that's ever happened to us. We have not gotten sleep in two and a half years, but okay. <laughs> they keep us on our toes. Um, but yeah, we, we have two little girls. And when we found out we were having twins, I mean, we were just shocked. I, I never thought in a million years, my first pregnancy would be, would be two, but we can't imagine life without them. And your pictures of them are incredible. They're, They're really dressed to the nines. Oh, they have to match. And you know, Taylor, he's six six. He's very, yeah. very tall. Right. They are in the 99th percentile for their height. I mean, they are, I'm not tall, and they come up already to like <laughs> I don't know. They are something else. They are so cute. I don't know if your page is public, but I'm sure people are going to be coming to look at how their little outfits and all that. Um <laughs> And of course, you know, there's the highs of coaching as you've already learned the high, obviously winning a state title before we get into the tough question of, you know, overcoming adversity and the things that we always talk about in this podcast, we go a little deeper than just all the shiny things, but uh, tell me what was it like to watch your husband win a state title in the state of Texas? It was an unbelievable experience. I will remember that day. So it was really a two week process. We had been to the semifinals three times, three years prior, every time making it to the semifinals, the game before state and losing. And I mean, it was heartbreaking. So that game before state was filled with such emotion because we knew if we could just get over this hurdle. Um, so when we won it, we were behind the whole game leading up in the semifinals and we came out at halftime and my husband did what he does and those players turned it on. And I mean, we, we won it. And so going into the state game, 
it was just kind of like the cherry on top because we had made it over that hurdle. But to be able to experience that with my family was unbelievable. When the clock went down to zero, it was like six years of hard work and sacrifice and um, tears at some points. It, it just was all left on the field and it was so rewarding. It really was. Okay. So uh, now switching gears to a great time to times that are tough. You know, this profession is not easy, as you already know, uh, six years in. And I think this is really neat to have you on the podcast because a lot of times I'm having uh, coaches' wives that are more seasoned and have been in this for like 20 and 25 years. But it's really neat to hear from someone that is in your stage when you're raising kids in this thing, trying to sort through decisions. What do you think has been the toughest adversity you've faced both on and off the field? And Absolutely. how has that changed you? I'll start professionally. I think um, our age has really been tough. You know, first year of marriage is very hard, just in general. So we graduated, got married, moved here, and then he was gone and all the time. And I, there was a point where I thought, man, like, is this really worth it? I was really questioning God, like, you know, why am I in this role? I was questioning how I could make an impact and his absence was really hard for me. And so we made it a point as a couple um, that any time that we had together, we were going to make it intentional time. Um, so after we got here, he's working for his dad. His dad is the athletic director and he was named offensive coordinator his second year here. And a lot of people were really supportive, but a lot of people thought he was only in that position because of who his dad was. So I had to watch him really fight and prove himself. And that's hard as a wife, you know, you want to go to bat for your husband and you want to stand up for him. Um, but I had to take a back seat and really let his um, game calling really prove that he deserved to be in that position. And six years later, I think, you know, he's done that. Um, personally, uh, right after we found out that we were pregnant with the girls, it was the end of 2020. We were elated. It was the best time in our life. We were so excited. Um, my mom found out that she was diagnosed with uh, stage two breast cancer. So we're coming off of COVID where people are already so scared. They really don't know what's going on. My mom now has a compromised immune system. She has to fight this horrible disease. So I was not able to see her during my entire pregnancy. I mean, she wasn't, she couldn't come to my showers. She couldn't help me decorate my nursery. I mean, she was so sick and I really had to lean on Taylor at that time. I had no family around. My sister was a few hours away. Um, but that was a really tough time for our marriage because I was going through all of these new things. I'd never been pregnant before and you want your mom. And so it was almost a blessing at the same time that I was pregnant when I was just because that gave her a reason to fight. And um, she's in remission now. She's been in remission for over two years, praise God. And so I think that really, that time when we were so low, looking back shaped us into the couple that we are today. Wow. And it just, it changes you to go through things that you can't control. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have to rely on something, right? And putting yours into your faith um, and relying on God and each other is that molds you and that forever stays with you. Like you aren't the same when you go. No, like you're that. not. And I mean, just knowing, you know, watching what you guys have gone through with Landry, there's a point where you just give up and you're like, God, you've got to take this. I can only do so much. And there's a point I think where I just, I let go. And I think it was the best thing for me because I 
felt, I will never forget this. I was walking the track. Taylor was at football practice. I was huge pregnant. I mean, huge. And I was, you know, worried if my mom was going to be able to make it to the birth. I mean, we did not know it was day to day at that point. And, you know, I was listening to worship music and I had tears in my eyes and I heard so clearly, do you trust me? Mm -hmm. That's it. And I thought, I mean, I had chills and I said, yes, I, I just, I, in that moment, I let it all go. And I just said, I am going to stop trying to control every little aspect of our situation because you are sovereign and you are in control of this. And I mean, praise God, like I said, she's in remission and I have two beautiful babies, um, but it really, it shapes you as a person and, and being so young, like we are. So well stated. This is your sixth year of being a coach's wife. I think I might already know the answer to this, but what do you think you've been most proud of in terms of what have you made a priority in your life? I think definitely our faith. That's number one. Um, I also think now that I have two daughters, setting a positive example to them, being positive and the way that I interact with them, trying to extend patience and grace, especially when I'm manning the ship by myself. I mean, it is from August until December. I mean, I joke about it, but I'm like a single parent. And so to... I think I'm proud of the home life that I've created, the sense of safety and and just the way that my girls can come to me if they're upset. I mean, they're only two, but I want them to feel safe and secure even when dad's not home. So when he does come home, he's coming into a loving, nurturing environment and he can kind of step in um, and help. <laughs> I'm like, turn on the diapers, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. I've done like six in a row, especially two at a time. I can't imagine. <laughs> what yeah. a tough time, though, going back to that for you as a coach's wife. What month were they born in? They were, okay, so they were born in July. So we got oh gosh, almost the season starting. This season, they were born on the 4th of July. Tenley was in the NICU um, for a little over a week just because she came out second and her lung was collapsed. And so they we put her in the NICU. So we had one at home. We had one in the NICU. So, and you know, I know, you know, going back and forth to the NICU, that was really tough. Um, she, we were able to bring her home about a week and a half later and he was home with them and myself for maybe four or five days. And he had to leave for a coach's clinic in Dallas. Yeah. I mean, it was that quick. And, uh, um, but you know, when he is home, I think that's one of the reasons why it's like a newfound proudness of him when he's home, no matter how tired he is, no matter how grueling the practice was, no matter how hot it was when it's in the summer, yeah. he is the best dad. I mean, he puts all that he has into the football field and all he has at home. And I think that just speaks volumes for the type of man that he is. And I think if I were to have him on the podcast, I think he would probably brag on you a little bit. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, 56 and three, a record as an OC, he's, he's done some things right, but I refuse to think that these coaches do it all on their own. Uh, I get a ring too. I mean, I really, I'm getting, a, I said, I earned that just as much as you. That's right. So what are some of those things that you've done that you think has maybe played a part in some of the way he can focus and way, the way he can thrive mm -hmm. on the field? I think sometimes, you know, especially when I talked about the time that we were in a little bit of adversity, um, really supporting him and letting him know his value and his worth. I think being a supportive spouse is so important on days when, you know, he would come home and he would be discouraged because it was a tough practice or, you know, chit chat about this, that and the other and about his ability as as an offensive coordinator. I think 
my role as a wife and also as a coach's wife is to stay the course and to stay focused and to remind him we're doing this for a bigger purpose. You know, this is, he loves to call it, which I love kingdom work. Coaching is kingdom work. And yes, the stats are important. Yes. The college offers to help these kids go to college are important. Yes. The points are important, but what's really important is what are these young men going to do after high school? What type of young man are going to be to their future your kids? Um, how, are they going to be productive in society? And so I think taking a step back and saying, look, Tay, yeah, this is all going on and that's important, but what's our focus? And to get him realigned with that and to support him on, you know, to the, to the next adventure, I think is, is the thing that I'm most proud of as a coach's wife to help him. And you're balancing all of this and keeping him focused while you're holding down a full-time job and you're having <laughs> two kids, they're under, they're two years old. Yeah same time mm -hmm. i mean how do you keep your sanity are you so what are you real scheduled are you real relaxed do you work out like what is your thing one thousand percent i work out every single day except on sundays um i started that when i was pregnant and it gives me i literally cannot make it through the day unless i do some type of workout i don't know what it is it's a burst of energy it just gets me ready for the day um so working out for sure. Um, I love listening. There's so many good podcasts now, especially for devotionals. So listening to some type of encouragement throughout the day while I'm getting ready, while I'm getting the girls ready. Um, and then we, with twins, girl, you have to have a strict, we have a strict, have schedule. A strict schedule. Woo! Now that they're two, we're kind of weaning off of it a little yeah. bit because they're just everywhere. But especially, I mean, I had two infants. I would come home from teaching and go straight into being a mom of, of two infants. I had no idea what I was doing. So I just started a routine. I would read a lot of books, listen again to a lot of podcasts, a lot of TikToks, even like mom talk would really help me with questions that I had. And once I got into the swing of things, I thought, okay, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> got some confidence. I got a bit. And coffee. I have drank more coffee in the last two years than I'm even wanting to say. On this. Oh, without question. I <laughs> It's a big piece of my life. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you haven't moved yet as a coach's wife. Um, so normally I say, Hey, when do you move and how do you get connected to a community? Um, I guess what, what are your thoughts around some of that? Yeah. So we've been so blessed to be in the same place for six years. Taylor's even said, this is not really that normal. Um, he was actually really blessed in high school. His dad was um, in Love Lady where they coached before for over 10 years. So um, right now we are just really praying about what our next step is. His dad has announced that he is retiring, which what better way to go out than with a state champion championship. Um, so I'm really honestly praying that God's preparing my heart for whatever the next step is going to be. Um, I've moved around a lot. We've actually moved four times within Timpson. So I'm not like, yeah, we've been in four houses since we've lived here. So moving is not new to us. Um, but I'm really just trying to say, okay, God, whatever is next, prepare our hearts. Um, and I think if I'm doing that now, then when the time comes for us to make a decision as what's our next move, it'll be an easier transition for us. This business is so competitive, as you know. Um, has there ever been a job, you have to list the job, but has there ever been anything that you thought your husband would get and he didn't, how do you keep him encouraged? And if you don't have it been through it now, you will at some point as you go on. Yeah, I think we're in the thick of that right now. Like I said, figuring out what our next move is. Um, I know when he, like I said, when he got offensive coordinator, 
that's the position he wanted. That's one of his goals besides being able to coach with his dad, but that came with a lot of criticism um, and a lot of doubt. And so, yes, he got the position that he's always wanted, but not in the terms that he would have liked. And so I think that made him work a lot harder. And so now I think if we face disappointment with a job that he really wants, he's able to take what he learned from that experience and apply it to, to that situation. Without question. I think for you, I think it's so important for you to kind of have a tribe. We talked about it, like our coaches, wives, maybe a mentor, um, someone that kind of, when you're having one of those low days, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. I can't do this. I really want to say something back to somebody in the community. <laughs> Who do you turn to? Oh my goodness. Um, I could do a whole segment just on the um, type of woman my mother-in-law is. So she's been a coach's wife for over 30 years. When I think of a Proverbs 31 woman, I think of her. She is full of grace, kindness, selflessness. I remember back in 2020 when it was COVID, we had a set number of tickets that we were able to sell for football games. Well, we're a small town. Everybody wants to be at a game on Friday night. She would get up at five o'clock in the morning, go to the high school and sell tickets. And I mean, the line was literally out the door around the, around the corner. Anything that Coach T, my father-in-law needs, she's right there. And there have been times where, I mean, in the stands where I have heard, you know, people talking and I go to turn around and she taps me on the leg and she does this number. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and so just the influence that she's had on me, I mean, not only just as a wife, but trying to follow in her footsteps as a coach's wife, there have been so many times that I have leaned on her um, for, for just encouragement in this type of role. She's amazing. And she watches my girls full time. Does she really? She does. She retired when I uh, found out we were pregnant and she calls it T school. T school. It is a preschool that she, cause she was a teacher. Yes. And she teaches them their right hand, their left hand, their colors, their numbers. She takes them to gymnastics. I mean, she is a superhero. That's incredible. So he grew up obviously as a coach's son. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's common, but not common. And so when I think about when I have people on the podcast, I think about their approach to raising children in this industry um, might be a little different or they might have a, a different perspective on the whole thing. Is there anything that you've kind of sat down and talked about wanting to do or say with your children because he's experienced this as a coach's kid? Absolutely. I actually asked him that the other night, you know, what the girls are getting older, they're starting to be more aware of what's going on and, and where we're at. They totally know when we're going to a football game. And so I asked him, you know, because again, I'm, I've never been around this lifestyle, I didn't grow up in it. Um, the first thing he told me was, we've got to teach them to have tough skin. I mean, whether it's, you know, them playing the sport or watching me as their dad coach the sport, he said, I had to learn very early on, you know, that everybody's going to have an opinion. Um, but at the end of the day, if your family unit is good, everything else is good. And so I think tough skin and then just bringing them along. I mean, I do not mind throwing them in the car and taking them to a track meet or a basketball tournament or wherever, a playoff game. I mean, I want them as involved um, as they can be and for them to figure out what their passion is. Maybe there's a sport that they've watched, you know, in these early ages that they end up playing and, and they go to college for. Who knows? So trying to get them as involved as we can and showing them what hard work and dedication really, I mean, what it pays off. 
Or they might be a truther like mom. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to be pretty good back spots because they're yeah. so tall. But they're so tall. Like, they they are <laughs> the sky's the limit. Okay, so how do you make sure those players feel connected to your family as well? How do you do that impact that you talk about? Uh, so this group of seniors, I mean, they hold such a special place um, in my heart. I know a lot of them personally. Um, they actually, we got together and we made a video for my father-in-law for Christmas, just telling him how much they appreciated him, how much they loved him. Um, being involved and invested not only in their athletics, but in their academics as well. Um, Timson has started this amazing program where if you're a senior, you can graduate with your associate's degree. Um, so they can take college courses and uh, while they're in high school and they can graduate with two years of college already under their belt. So being invested in not just their athletics, um, but in their academics, checking in, the, in on them. Hey, you know, how are you doing? How's your mom? How's your grandma? Um, I remember a couple weeks ago, it was at the beginning of football season. One of our players was invited to a scouting camp um, at Texas Lutheran. And I mean, that's eight hours away. He is one of the most hardworking young men I've ever seen he works at the grocery store here in town. Um, and he didn't have a ride. He didn't have a way, um, but he really wanted to go, you know, cause this is his way, you know, this is his way out to get to, to college, to be maybe recruited by some of these, these D three colleges. And so Taylor was like, I got you. Let's go. So he took them. We, they got up, they went, he went and they ate, they went to the camp and then brought him home. And I remember Taylor walking in the door, just saying, that was awesome. I mean, that was a time to connect, to show them, Hey, you know, I am your coach, but I care about you, man. I mean, I want to see you succeed. Yeah. And going the extra mile, spending that length of time. Mm -hmm. uh, he'll never forget that. No. You know? Taylor, I don't think will either. It was just a really cool experience. So to help those guys out, you know, and be a strong male influence that I think, you know, in today's society is not necessarily something that happens all the time. And so if Taylor can be grounded and the coaching staff is grounded in their morals, in their values, um, then they're influencing, you know, young men. And I think that's one of the best parts of this job. You talked about connection. How did the two of you stay connected? Uh, we try to go on dates every now and again. We actually just had a date, our first date in, I want to say over a year, just because we have not had the chance or we haven't had the girls. Yeah. Um, we said at dinner, we were like, we have got to do this more often. Just having some time one-on-one -on -one for him and I to, if it's just as simple as, hey, how was your day? And just to have those conversations, you know, to feel like, okay, Today was tough. Today was great, whatever the case may be, but staying connected as a couple and not letting life, you know, get in the way. So I would like some more date nights, Taylor, if you're listening. <laughs> Come on, Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Your former head coach's wife is telling you to do it here. <laughs> okay. So do you get any downtime? I doubt it because you're working a lot, but oh, wow. like yeah. have a moment. Yes. I mean, he's really good, especially on the weekends. You know, they work on Saturdays, but when he gets home, he's really good about letting me have some me time. And that's not just going to the grocery store or, you know, doing little things like that. Um, so one thing that I love to do, I will go get my nails done. And he's like, I got this. It might be a tornado when you get home, but <laughs> I've got this, you go. Um, and so, but then, you know, I'm out and all I can think about are the girls. I'm like, oh, miss them. So you'll get some me time, but I really prefer family time. I really do. Yeah. And if you're scheduled, I probably go to bed pretty decently early. We just have a moment before. 
Oh, yeah. Well, last night, Finley was up with us until, gosh, 1130. And there, you know, there's two. So one will sleep really well. The other might not. And so we just never know what we're going to get. I do have quiet time. Now that um, I'm not a teacher anymore, I was a classroom teacher and I took a position working from home. Um, I love the company that I work for. I work for 240 Tutoring and we help teachers pass their certification exams. Um, such a full circle ending because the professors that I had at ETBU are now my coworkers. So yes, so two of my professors that taught me at ETBU who were my mentors who helped shape me in my teaching profession um, are now my coworkers. So it's been a really, really awesome kind of full circle ending. And so now that I work from home, I have so much more time with my girls. I just, I adore it. I really do. What a perfect opportunity for you and thing for your family. Okay. Last question. What are the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? I think the most rewarding thing is just seeing the fruits of our labor mine and my husband's combined pour out onto the field, whether it's a win or a loss, the lessons that these young athletes are learning, they're going to take them for the rest of their life. And so to know that we had a hand in shaping young lives, um, hopefully for Christ, you know, in a public school, you can't really talk about that a whole lot. And so again, circling back to Taylor leading by example in his actions, I feel like we've had a really impactful hand in in some young men's lives and i think that's the most rewarding thing and i will be eternally grateful that the lord put me in this position and going forward i'm just so excited for for what's ahead well said okay rapid fire are you ready i'm ready okay what's the last book you have read the very hungry caterpillar to my girls <laughs> <laughs> so i guess you recommend it <laughs> i 10 out of 10 would recommend all right there you go uh, I never do blank at a game. Sit down. Yeah, I'm up. I mean, I'm like, my mother-in-law really, seriously, we're up almost the whole time. Like, Was it hard for you? I know it's supposed to be rapid fire, but <laughs> you were a cheerleader standing up the whole time on the field. Was it hard to transition to have to sit in the stands? It was a very weird, I will say, my very first game as a coach's wife, and I wasn't on the field stunting or tumbling or whatever, I'm like, whoa, like, this is kind of weird. Like I can sit down. I don't, but yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Ooh, probably Ronald Reagan. He was my favorite president. Um, and I wasn't alive obviously when he was president. I think he would be such an interesting person to sit down and, and eat dinner with. Good question. If you get a night alone, what show are you binge watching? The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to meal to cook um okay it's super easy i don't cook by the way i guess that's one flaw as me uh, as a wife i i i'm good at it i'm not bad i just don't like it so <laughs> if i could my go-to meal would probably be takeout but if i have to cook um probably my mom's goulash it's like the easiest meal in the whole world you know. my girls love it i'm like yep goulash <laughs> What sport can you beat your tailor in? Okay. Um, truly nothing. I mean, seriously, maybe like thumb wrestling, if that's like a sport. <laughs> he's so athletic and he's so competitive too. Like maybe horse when we play basketball, if he's having an off day shooting, I could beat him in, in horse. 
maybe. <laughs> I bet he's gonna say this. Like, what? He's gonna be like, I don't have to go play horse so he can beat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you have to put it on the video. Okay, what would be your walk-up song? Oh, that's a good one. Um, walk-up song. <clears throat> probably if there's a song about being a superhero, probably that. Or you know what? To be honest, no, I take that back probably baby shark because it's in my head 24 7 because that's all we've been watching with the girls we literally baby shark is on 24 7 so i would say baby shark because the girls would probably be with me <laughs> i don't think baby shark has ever yeah been on the well, there you go. <laughs> very unique love it thank you so much it's been so wonderful to hear your story oh thank you so much for having me this podcast is brought to you by ruler of hope Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at ruler-hope or online at rulerofhope.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coaches Wife Life.